1: AM 1170. The answer.
0: The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.
1: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. The Baroness of the Beach, the Duchess of Diego, the
2: Lordess of La Jolla, Andrea K. <laughs>
3: Well, good evening and welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. In case you noticed a little bit different uh, in the opening there, we did some little bit special. I didn't at least. The creative team did here in honor to pay tribute of my first guest on the Andrea K. Show tonight. Um, y'all know uh, him as the sage of South Central, the sage, Mr. Sage himself with all of his sagery. He's going to be on in a few moments or so. Uh, Larry Elder is going to be here. Looking forward to having him on. 888-344-1170 if you would like to be a part of the show. That's 888-344-1170. Um, today was the much-anticipated IG report uh, that came out today, uh, met, much anticipated by all sides. There were many people that had a high expectations that indictments would immediately be flowing from this. That there was no way, given what we already knew about the uh, crimes or, or the apparent crimes committed by Hillary Clinton and the extents and the length. That uh, Jim Comey went to to cover up those crimes as well as all the other because the IG report was supposedly only dealing with the Hillary Clinton email investigation. But you can't help but understand and see the crossover and how it bled into the Mueller investigation as well. And so then you add all those players into it and, you know, we already knew that there was cover-up and corruption at the highest levels, and we didn't even know how deep it went with the FBI. So um, I spoke out on my show and and on social media that I really didn't have expectation that this would be anything other than what it ended up being to me today. In fact, today this IG report was the equivalent of Jim Comey's speech in July of 2016, which was a bunch of, quote, criticisms uh, carefully crafted and couched in order to feign an investigation, which was really nothing more than the cover-ups, uh, the cover-up of crimes and corruption, and that's exactly what this report was. It was, it was a feigned investigation. However, it's still even feigning investigation, even the twisting and the pretzeling that this IG did to try to act as though there was no bias, to try to act as though the investigation, oh, you know, uh, was proper, not uh, that he was criticizing. Um, he twisted himself to say that really, um, while he's criticizing at the end, you know, really nothing bad or untoward was done. I mean, that was basically uh, the reason why this looked like the 26 16 again, was remember how Comey comes out and lays out this laundry list of Hillary's crimes and the crimes she's committed and then turns right around and says, psych, no reasonable prosecutor would, uh, you know, charge. That's basically what the IG did today with 568 pages of, of hooey. And by the way, I stopped at page 11 because 568 pages. Did anybody read all of that? It, it couldn't. It, it couldn't have been 568 pages of actual content because the drivel I read in the first 11 pages tells me that the rest of it was was a bunch of waterlogged mess. This is absolutely outrageous. And I got to tell you, the only thing that made me even angrier was Christopher Ray's response. Let's get into a little bit of it while we're still trying to get Larry Elder on the phone, the sage and all of his sageness. But I know y'all have lots of sageness out there yourself. 888-344-1170 if you want to chime in. Um, he was accused of being insubordinate. Insubordinate. Let's think about that for a moment. Insubordinate. Okay, in what way? So to be insubordinate, that means that you didn't do what somebody told you to do. Okay, So so who gave him an order that he didn't follow? That doesn't make sense to me. That, that question was never answered. To say that somebody's it means that they did not follow what they were told to do. Not follow protocol necessarily. What's with this breaking protocol crap? Be, be, those words are, are along the lines of what you would say with somebody who didn't turn in an expense report on time. Or somebody failed to text somebody and tell them, hey, I'm going to be late for this meeting. You just did a no-show to a meeting. We're talking about the head Of the highest law enforcement agency in the land who supposedly didn't bother to read or even seek to uh, see devices, to get devices from key players because he didn't expect that there would be anything significant on them. You're investigating somebody's email system supposedly to investigate whether or not they've done anything felonious involving the transport of classified information and you decide... That you don't need to see the actual emails to know if something was done wrong? Are you kidding me? This is crazy. That's just part of what he did. This IG report goes on to detail the fact... That he allowed Cheryl Mills and Samuelson to sit in on meetings when they were supposed to be key witnesses and actually granted them immunity. And the reason why he did it was because they knew they weren't going to go anywhere because he had already decided to exonerate her in advance. You mean to tell me that that's not just about breaking protocol? That's about covering up crimes. Oh, so we're just going to we're just gonna grant somebody immunity and let them destroy devices? And oh, no, by the way, I stopped at page 11. I didn't get to, to the point. To where this IG talked about the 33,000 pieces of government property, 33,000 pieces of government property that were under subpoena that she destroyed. And there was no recommendation of indictments. I also didn't get, I'm getting so upset, I'm getting so verklempt. I also didn't, didn't get to the point to where he addresses the fact that Comey himself leaked classified information to the media in order to affect this investigation, and to get a special prosecutor in there and lied about it to Congress. Tell me, what is the point of an inspector general doing an invest- a report of an investigation if he's not going to actually investigate the supposed crimes that were supposed to be investigated? This is insane to me. He doesn't even... He, he, he says that, well, I'm, I'm not really supposed to be considering whether or not they actually did the right thing, but then he goes around to provide excuses for it. One excuse that he provided, provide, I've got uh, Wendy Patrick is going to be on the show a little bit later. She's a legal analyst uh, to be here to talk about uh, some of the legal aspects of this and, and whether or not Hillary Clinton really deserved to be prosecuted. But I think that we know that Comey himself said that if anybody else had committed these crimes, they would have been prosecuted. So for anybody to say the IG, and then I'll get to Christopher Ray in a moment, to come out and say, uh, out and say that there was no political bias, there's political bias in, in a variety of different ways, political considerations. One political bias, which was clearly documented, involves an, uh, one uh, anti, one particular candidate. Another political consideration is, as was steeped all throughout this investigative, this IG report today, was the political considerations. They had to fast track this. Because they knew an election was coming. So they didn't do things like actually looking at uh, devices and servers and reviewing emails. They didn't uh, bother with grand jury testimonies or grand jury subpoenas. They gave Hillary Clinton favoritism and favorable favorable treatment in the investigation. This is not about breaking protocols. This is not about a guy who, you know, it was his turn to bring the donuts to the meeting and he didn't show up. Joining me now, but maybe I'm all upset for no reason. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just overstating this. So joining me now to bring his sagery and all of his sageness and sageriness to the show is none other than the sage of South Central. Larry Elder, welcome to the show.
4: <laughs> Andrea, thank you so much for having me <laughs> okay Appreciate
3: so it. okay, so I'm glad we finally made the connection now. I'm not sure how much of my rant that you heard, but i'm i to me this i g report was what I expected to me, it was the equivalent of Jim Comey's speech in July of twenty sixteen in which it was a bunch of carefully crafted criticisms meant to feign an investigation which is really it was really just a cover-up of crimes and corruption even go, even uh, so analogous to me today that as comey came out and laid out all the crimes against hillary clinton but then said psych there was no intent right the ig report kind of did the same thing here it lays out all the ways that bozo comey the nauseous clown failed and didn't do his job in investigating crimes that were committed but then says oh you know we're, we don't think they did anything wrong by not indicting Hillary Clinton. How do you right. see it?
4: Well, let's quote that great statesman Colin Kaepernick. Quote, I mean, we have a presidential candidate who has deleted emails and done things illegally and is a presidential candidate. That doesn't make sense to me because if that was any other person, you'd be in prison March 27, 2016. And he was right. Right. Well, you know what?
3: Well, I was just going to say, I didn't know he said that, but you know what? I'm feeling a little bit better about Kaepernick. In fact, after Ray came out, I'm kind of hoping maybe he needs to step in as FBI director. (laughs) Maybe he can go to the training program Ray talked about. Andrea, that's
4: the part of what Colin Kaepernick said that people always leave out. He absolutely said if Hillary had any other last name, she'd be in jail. And he's right. Come on. A private server in your basement conducting uh, official business, sending and receiving classified information, information stamped as as top secret, bleach bidding and destroying 33,000 emails. and James Comey says she had no intent. The law does not require intent. You just have to be sloppy
3: and careless, and she certainly was. Oh, but then maybe you didn't read the part of the IG report to where they said, well, uh, there was she was grossly grossly neg- gross. There was gross negligence, but it just wasn't grossy enough. Yeah, so yeah. then they laid out all the all the <laughs> new ways in which they twisted out the the definitions of being grossy, and she and, and it has to be grossy enough to where there's actual intent. So then they twisted it back around to put in the intent, which was never part of it. That's a very clever legal trick called paralleling. You put in something, an aspect that's not really supposed to be there. Say that they're innocent. And right. then they get to be innocent of all the charges. So, you know, where do we go from here, Larry? Because, you know, we've, we've basically got the swamp covering itself. Mm-hmm. This was a waste of time of a year and a half with this IG report. I don't know if you saw Christopher Ray come out afterwards, but he only made the situation worse to me. Because he mm-hmm. comes out and he says, well, one thing we learned today was there was no political bias. Well, are you kidding me? Did he not read the report?
4: And, and Andre, how do you find out there's zero political bias unless somebody says I did this because I was biased? You look at their action, you look at their behavior, you look at their text messages. Obviously, there was bias.
3: Well, yeah, and 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 I clearly think when he says we'll stop him, well, you know, he, 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 unless they were referring to Hillary Clinton and right. you know the in, in the male gender, they were referring to Trump.
4: Can you imagine if? President Obama spent the first year and a half being dogged by allegations of collusion. And we find out that under the George W. Bush administration, they put an informant in his campaign. This country, Andrea, would be on fire. If they had text messages between FBI agent and FBI lawyer uh, calling him a moron and saying, you don't think he's going to win, well, we'll stop him. Country would be on fire. I think Republicans and conservatives have behaved pretty well considering how outrageous this whole thing is.
3: Well, yeah, they have because, you know, um, we couldn't even question anything about Barack Obama on policy without being called racist. We weren't allowed to criticize him at all, uh, let alone um, if, if we had had, like, he, like you had said, if there had been any uh, previous administration, George W. Bush, on the way out conducting any of this and, stuff against him.
4: And, Andrea, I'll tell you something. When the, – during the 2008 campaign, when George W. Bush was trying to negotiate a stay-behind force in Iraq, Obama was in touch with Iraqi officials, and according to the Iraqi officials, Obama said, don't do a deal with George W. Bush. Do a deal with me. I'll give you better terms. Now the Bush, the Obama administration denied it. But why wouldn't George W. Bush put an informant in his campaign? You're trying to undermine what I'm doing over here in Iraq, the Iraq War, where with, with thousands of Americans have lost their lost their lives. Why isn't that uh, something that's worthy of putting an FBI uh, informant there to find out what's going on in the Obama campaign? We could play this game all day long if the Bush administration had done what the uh, what the uh, Clinton, what the uh, uh, what the uh, okay. Obama administration did, the country would be in flames.
3: Well, yeah. Um, uh, in, in fact, we well why, if they were so concerned about Trump Russian collusion uh, or, or the Russian interference in our election, how come they didn't put a spy in the Hillary Clinton campaign? Because it right. was, in, in fact, uh, the Clinton campaign said that Russia hacked and interfered in, in their systems, although that was never verified. Because um, crack Comey, the clown, nauseous clown, and the rest of the other investigative bodies allowed them to send their servers over to CrowdStrike and didn't actually even conduct their own investigation here. Um, but I want to read one quote from the IG report: uh, "We did not have confidence." Uh, that Strzok's decision to uh, prioritize Russia investigation over the email was free from bias, and quote uh, Strzok goes on to to be quoted as he was willing to take an official action to impact the investigation. And there's anybody left today saying, including Christopher Ray, saying that there was no political bias here. Right, right. It, it, I, I've got I've got to move it forward a little bit and ask you, Larry, what Trump needs to do next? Because when people on the on the when he was campaigning and when they chanted "Drain the Swamp." And lock her up. That was not meaningless to the American people. And it was not just specific to Hillary Clinton. It had to do with the American people understanding that we had two sets of rules and laws in this country, that we had become a country of it was the uh, the government of elites versus us. Mm -hmm. And the American people wanted the rule of law restored and they were failed today.
4: Well, the good news is that whatever Mueller comes up with is dead on arrival. There's been enough shade, legitimate shade, uh, thrown on this report about the biases of the people that were acting, who, by the way, were also in the Mueller investigation and the Hillary investigation. No one's going to believe it. Uh, This will ultimately be in the hands of of the House. And in my opinion, I could be dead wrong, but even in the unlikely event that the Democrats take over the House, uh, Andrea, I don't believe they're going to impeach this guy. I believe there's 20 or 30 of them who are sane enough to realize if we impeach this guy for political reasons, Reasons: The next guy who gets impeached will be our guy. There's going to be at least 20 or 30 of them who are sensible enough so that in the unlikely event that the Democrats take over the House, he will not be impeached. But if I'm wrong, it goes to the Senate. And never in the history of this country has a senator voted to throw out of office a president of his own party. It hasn't happened with Andrew Johnson. It didn't happen with Clinton. It won't happen with Trump. Trump remains very popular within the Republican Party. About 90 percent of people support him. There's no way any Republican senator is going to vote to throw him out of office. So he's home free for the next Six and a half years as far as I'm concerned.
3: Well, good. Now, um, what does he do about – I agree with you there on all of that in terms of heading into the midterms. Um, what, what does he do, though, in terms of restoring, restoring the rule of law? Should he fire Sessions and Rosenstein?
4: No, no, no. he's not going to fire Sessions uh, for two reasons. One, Sessions is is Johnny on the spot on the other issues, especially immigration. He's going after California for sanctuary, uh, sanctuary state laws. Uh, he's going after. Uh, the, the, he's changing the the rules under which you can you can get asylum. All of which Trump loves. Also, Andrea, understand this: if you got rid of them, who takes his place? Rod Rosenstein, and you. And in the meantime, we got to get another uh, AG confirmed. In the atmosphere of this poisonous, I defy you to find somebody that could, that could probably even get confirmed. So he's he's home free as far as I'm concerned. Let him, let him do his job. Let the Mueller report come out. No one's going to believe it anyway. The Democrats have already uh, talked about impeaching Donald Trump. It won't matter what they say. So let it come out. Let's just keep sticking to the knitting. Get the economy humming along at 4%. Let's secure the borders. Uh, let's keep uh, knocking down these regulations. And let's keep pursuing the Trump agenda.
3: Well, you know what? See, I knew it. I knew that the sage of South Central would make me feel all better about the situation. <laughs> his <And> popularity is <laughs> rising.
4: Come on, he's now he's now got higher ratings than Obama and uh, and Clinton did at the same time in their in their presidencies. Well, yeah, so-
3: yeah, and and excuse me for interrupting. And I was just thinking about the Trump effect and what it had to do here in California, um, the the his his tax plan and the effect that that had on the on the American people, including California, has led to uh, some of the great returns that we had here in California. Which you know, indirectly, some people might. Say say with the gas tax repeal. I mean it's opened people's eyes as to uh how those economic policies, the lowering taxes and regulations, how that's good for the American people. And now he's num- had the success in Singapore mm-hmm. with the G seven. Right. You see what happened in the Tuesday primaries. He's on a roll.
4: And his numbers in the black community are going up. Ooh, 95% yeah. of blacks typically vote for the Democratic Party. Uh, Trump, uh, in just one week, his support among black men almost doubled. He's now almost at a 15%. If they, they can get the black vote to almost 20%, the Democratic Party at the presidential level is toast, and they know it. That's why they've got to malign people like me as an Uncle Tom uh, and call out people like uh, President Trump as racist because they want blacks to be angry to pull that lever for the Democratic Party because they've convinced a lot of people the Democratic Party wears the white hat and the Republican Party wears the black hat.
3: Yep. Well, they they don't want y'all woke. Isn't that what the hip kids are saying these days?
4: (laughs) Hashtag the awakening. Uh.
3: (laughs) All right. Larry Elder, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. All right. Take good care. All right. Now stay tuned because we've got more. See, I'm already feeling so much better. Thanks to the Sage of South Central. And you know who also always makes me feel better? Gerard Lamero. He's going to be, when we get back, he's going to be talking about the effect of this going into the midterms. And and you know what? He may be agreeing with Larry Elder. And then a little bit later in the show, we've got Wendy Patrick, who's going to be here to bring her legal analysis perspective to the IG report, but also to the lawsuit that was filed today in New York and the New York Attorney General there against the Trump Foundation. Where's the lawsuit Uh, Them Haitians are still waiting on getting their money back that the Clinton Foundation used to pay for Chelsea's dress. And, by the way, there's even some more SoCal crazy. In case y'all were thinking about y'all might want to come and rent somebody's home here for vacation. More Andrea K. Show coming up.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page
5: at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Dennis Prager here. Summer is upon us, and many of you are looking to buy or refinance a home. I'm here with a man I have great respect for, Andy Stike of Purpose Funding. Andy, what's going on in the local housing market?
2: So the interest rates are going up. It's no big secret. We're still finding that we're saving people a lot of money by consolidating debt, paying off student loans, paying off high-interest credit cards. We had one person save 950 another 1100 and one client saved over $1,600 a month.
5: So at Purpose Funding, you help people by saving them money?
2: Yes, yeah, that's really our whole purpose. We want to put ourselves in your situation, tell you exactly what we would do if it was us.
5: So AM 1170 listeners, call Purpose Funding now to purchase a new home or refinance. 855-600-7633, 855 600 7633 Purpose Funding 855 600 7633.
2: number 01864104 and number 273299.
3: Hi, this is Andrea K. and when I lived in Las Vegas, this Southern girl fell in love with the desert landscape. I loved all the rock formations and the beautiful deep red rocks compared to that crisp blue sky, and that's why I love so much Erin Hansen and the Erin Hansen Gallery. She's a contemporary Impressionist artist, and her new collection of red rock desert paintings is being presented next Saturday, June 16th, from 5 to 9 p.m., located just off the 15 Freeway at 9705 Carroll Center Road here in San Diego. Her vibrant paintings, breathe such fresh color into traditional western landscapes and take me right back into those beautiful desert areas. And each painting represents her unique view of the natural world. This collection will feature pieces inspired by Hansen's travels through the national parks and monuments of Utah and Arizona, Nevada, and Colorado. So don't miss it. They'll have live music and wine tasting. Join us at the Aaron Hansen Gallery for the Red Rock Show next Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m. Or visit Aaron's page at aaronhansen.com That's ErinHansen.com.
1: This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, and rats. If you've made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminex. Because Terminex has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminex has 90 years of experience eliminating home invaders. And they make it easy for homeowners to be protected by offering a free pest estimate by calling 1-800-763-6840. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, rats, and other pests. This is your last chance. With one call, Terminex will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminex will never stop working to keep you out with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pests, wherever you are, I will find you. Pests, you've been warned. Homeowners are calling Terminex right now for a free pest estimate. 1-800-763-6840. 1-800-763-6840. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details.
5: If you don't have an estate plan, then the state not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is Tax and Estate Planning Attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858- 792-3444 that's 858-792-3444 your family will be dealing with enough so give me a call at 858-792-3444 am 1170 the answer san diego you're listening
0: to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
3: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you would like to chime in and waiting patiently on the phones is what appears to be a friend of mine, Chet, Chet Martin-Staller. Hey, Chet, welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, Andrea. You know, with this IG report released, I go back to James Comey when he was on CNN with the town hall uh, with Anderson Cooper, and he was promoting his uh, failed book. Mm -hmm. Now it's his failed book. And he basically admitted that he was biased. You know, I, I, I go back to that night watching it, and it's a rare thing for me to watch CNN, but they actually asked James Comey if he was a Republican, and he admitted that he wasn't.
3: Well, yeah, I think that might have been um, when he also talked about how his wife and his daughter voted for Hillary Clinton. Um, but there's, a, there's a, a, a different types of political bias. There's the political bias that you see blatantly from a Peter Strzok, who says we'll stop him. Then there's also political considerations, which is another word that gets turned around uh, and used quite a bit today as it relates to this. This whole everything that Comey did was, a, was about political considerations. And he says clearly, and it's and even the IG talked about it. Every step he made, they rushed it. He didn't seek in for uh, to seek to see devices or see emails. They they skipped steps and didn't follow proper procedure in, in large part because variety of reasons. Even if he wasn't necessarily wanting Hillary to win, he knew that she. He thought she was likely going to win, and he didn't want to delegitimize her. Um, he wanted to get it over with before the election. That's not. That's that's considering the political landscape and the political climate instead of just doing your job as an investigator and following the crimes and investigating a crime. If no, it, he Andrea, wouldn't have done that, and go, it, we've only thirty seconds, and then I got to go to my next guest.
0: Well, but Andrea, if you go back to that town hall, and I urge you to do it. He showed pictures of his wife and his daughter at the Me Too marches, Mm -hmm. and he actually says during that town hall that he wanted Hillary to win. He says it with Anderson Cooper. If you go back and listen to it, he does say it. He admits it. He did have a bias.
3: Well, I agree with you that he had a bias. Um, I don't know that that, uh, you know, unlike President Trump, whose lawsuits are involved, statements that he made on the campaign, I'm not sure if, if those statements that he made in interviews, <clears throat> which um, came late in the game in the investigation or anything that the IG considered. And like I said today, uh, earlier in the show, this IG report failed us. It was it was feigned investigation, feigned criticisms in a way to basically just whitewash everything and cover it up. And then Christopher Ray comes out five seconds later by saying, oh, gee, we just need to do training like they did with Starbucks. And, you know, as though Jim Comey, you know, just, you know, didn't follow procedure in terms of whose turn it was to, you know, lock up at the end of the day. So, you know, it's, it's all part of the swamp protecting itself. And it's all one big political consideration. It's all one big bias. Ultimately, it's bigger than Trump. It's about a bias of protecting the institutions and protecting the government against the American people that's really where the bias lies in my opinion so got to leave it there though chet thank you so much for calling in thank yeah, you no. all right going to my next guest who's always got the good news and i don't really know originally i had planned uh to have gerardo on to uh gerard lamero come on to talk about korea i do want to touch on that but also get his thoughts on this ig report welcome back to the show gerard lamero
2: It's great to be back with you. Love your show. Well,
3: thank you. Um, So before you share your wisdom on the uh, North Korean summit and the results of that, which are still being talked about today, even amid the IG report, I do want your thoughts on the IG report because I got to tell you, I was warm. I was hot, Gerard. I was so mad over this because I'm one of these people that just believes in right and wrong. I believe in the rule of law, and I don't care who's breaking the law. Gerard, you're a buddy of mine now, but you know what? If you set up some felonious email scheme and and destroyed 30,000 pieces of government property, I'd be the first one to haul you down to the popo. Well, I'll
2: tell you, I agree with you 100%. I think the report was nothing more than a, a whitewash and a... Malarkey. To be honest with you, I mean, uh, they they say these different things. That oh, well, he didn't mean this, and he didn't mean that, and he he was insubordinate. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, when do you. Well, what about lying to a FISA judge? What about signing false statements to a judge? What is that? Isn't that a crime? Well, yeah. And what oh. about changing 302 reports? You know, the 302 reports are the mm. reports the FBI people have to fill in after th- something? And then what about <laughs> this ridiculous stuff about, uh, you know, Lisa Page and, and Peter Strzok say, you know, Lisa said. Trump's not ever going to become president, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the answer is no, no, he won't. will we'll stop it. So yeah. he's going to stop an election. One person in the FBI thinks he has the power. Is he a dictator? Hasn't he heard we're in a democracy where everybody
3: gets the vote and you have to go along with the voters? Well, I, mean, I think saying well, that is utterly ridiculous. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because when he says that he's going to take a, take official action and we'll stop it. Uh, one of the things that galls me to death is, and Christopher Ray did this too, after he comes out and basically says that they're going to train people. Wait a second. I'm supposed to think that um, an FBI, the head the head of our highest law enforcement agency, who did things like, and I'm quoting from the IG report, did not seek permission to review uh, certain highly classified materials like SAPs that may have included, uh, 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 were not relevant to the investigation. So your investi- this man's investigation was supposed to be of classified material, but he did not seek permission to review the classified material on her emails. That's not a training issue to me. That is somebody who's, co- who's corrupt and covering up crimes. But then after Chris Wray... Uh, What he does is he blames it on training. Then he comes out and says, well, one thing we know from this report is there is no problem with the DOJ. It was like Obama saying there's not a smidge of corruption. And I'm thinking there, I don't know how many of the rank and file are involved in this crap. And that's why Peter Strzok said, we'll stop it.
2: Well, I'll tell you what we need now. We need Jeff Sessions to resign or be replaced. We need Rod Rosenstein to resign or be fired. And we need to appoint a special counsel who's not going to do all this mealy mouth uh you know rose colored glasses oh they didn't mean anything it's no big deal they just didn't follow the rules we need somebody to investigate and find out which things they did were probably criminal Mm -hmm. and go take them on we cannot that's the problem with the inspector general the inspector general is not a prosecutor he's sort of like an office guy who's checking on what happened and he's he's apparently referred five agents which they didn't name in the report to say they need to be investigated to see if they might have broken the rules broken the rules. What yeah. about breaking the law? What yes. about trying to influence a presidential election? We need a special prosecutor who is not going to mince words, who's going to look into this in detail and say, okay, this looks like a crime. Let's prosecute him. It does not look like a crime. We'll ignore it. Fine. Okay. But let's have somebody independent, not somebody who's part of the, the club. This looks like a club investigating itself. It well, looks of course
3: like it a it's ridiculous for this IG to come out today and detail crap like he didn't even bother to look at classified information when he's doing an investigation of whether or not classified information was transferred on an email scheme. It, it details a report today about how Comey exonerated her in advance and then did all this stuff that was not appropriate for an investigation because, like, like um, not it, putting her under oath when he when he interrogated her because he had already made the decision months before that he wasn't going to prosecute her and it was never his decision. To make, I mean, you're going to put that out there in the report, and then and then what? We're just supposed to accept that it's a training issue? I mean, it's 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 at the it's at the point though to where. Um, Trump is, is going to have to step in to do something to restore the rule of law. It's not enough to come out and say that there's training. That does not restore credibility because crimes were literally covered up here. And Comey committed crimes himself. I didn't see anything in the report today that talked about how he leaked. Lied to class- Congress, probably. He lied to Congress. He leaked classified information. Yeah. Right. Where was that sure. mentioned? So, Absolutely. No, we need a special prosecutor.
2: My feeling is that final, uh, if final Congress thoughts, wants... Yeah, if Congress wants to uh, take, take the uh, initiative, they should impeach Rosenstein and maybe impeach Sessions. And if not, then Trump needs to step in and say, i got to clean up this department. It's, it's full of problems. Let's clean it up and find out who really created what problems. And by the way, they need to open up a prosecution uh, or at least an investigation on Hillary Clinton because there's a lot of evidence there that looks like crimes were committed.
3: Well, yeah, and we don't even know how many crimes were committed because the 350,000 emails that were found on uh, Wiener's laptop were never even properly reviewed. We don't know how many pieces of classified information. Her laptop, Huma Abedin's laptop, which uh, Wiener ended up using, had emails going back to 2007 and included her entire time as Secretary of State, and none of that was reviewed.
2: Ridiculous. None of that was reviewed. Putting our, our country under threat. Nuke, you know, intelligence agencies from around the world accessing our classified information—that was reckless endangerment.
3: Yes, it was, and they changed it from gross negligence uh, to uh, reckless, and all this kind of all this kind of uh, legalese language, all meant to exonerate her in advance. Meanwhile, Christian Saucier, while this investigation—sham of an investigation by the IG—has been going on, Christian Saucier has been sitting in jail, separated from his family, who ended up bankrupt because of six photos on his phone. That's the the reality and why the rule of law needs to be restored and it's going to get to a point where if trump doesn't get it restored people are going to start looking at him and going you know what we elected you to hashtag drain the swamp and hashtag lock her up and you got to do it and make it happen gerard lemire thank you for being here i appreciate it so much you betcha. I, i'm talking so fast because i'm back i'm back behind the clock again speaking of legalese you're going to want to stay tuned because first time on the andrea kay show is a friend of mine uh, a legal analyst, Wendy Patrick, is going to be here to talk about this, give her legal analysis perspective on the IG report, as well as that dopey lawsuit out of New York against the Trump Foundation, in which they've actually named Don Jr. I want to see a lawsuit against that Chelsea. She owes them Haitians some money for that wedding of hers. Stay tuned. We're Andrea Keisha coming up.
0: Want more Andrea
6: Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Hey, homeowners, listen up. Interest rates are rising, and experts agree they'll continue to rise. So you need to seriously think about refinancing now before rates go up more. The longer you wait, the more interest you might pay. So if you even thought about pulling cash out of the equity in your home to pay off credit cards, car loans, or purchase an investment property, you need to make the cash call now at 855-880-CASH before mortgage rates rise anymore. Cash Call Mortgage can still refinance your loan at a low fixed interest rate for a flat fee of just $995 and will pay all third-party closing costs. Call 855-880-CASH today to begin the quick and easy process. We close most loans in less than 21 days to get you the cash you need fast. That's 855-880-CASH.
3: Impact Mortgage Court, DBA Cash Call Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender. Call 855-657-9910 for terms, conditions, and restrictions. California Department of Business Oversight Residential Mortgage Lender Law License, NMLS,
6: 128231. That's 855-880-CASH. 855-880-CASH.
3: What's the
7: scariest thing about going to the dentist? opening your mouth or opening your wallet because just a simple cleaning can cost hundred fifty dollars and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more if you don't have dental insurance to help you should give physicians mutual insurance company a call 1-800 709-3321 this isn't a discount plan or preventive only coverage this is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away so you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow plus it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired or on Medicare. Plus, you can choose any dentist you'd like. That's right, any dentist you want. Call and we'll rush you a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-709-3321. That's 1-800-709-3321. 1-800-709-3321.
4: In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here, with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends
1: and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best
4: quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order. And one year interest free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888 New Windows. 888 New
3: Windows.
1: He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips and we wouldn't
6: crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply.
3: Hi, this is Andrea K. And when I lived in Las Vegas, this southern girl fell in love with the desert landscape. I loved all the rock formations and the beautiful deep red rocks compared to that crisp blue sky. And that's why I love so much Aaron Hansen and the Aaron Hansen Gallery. She's a contemporary impressionist artist, and her new collection of Red Rock Desert paintings is being presented next Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m., located just off the 15 Freeway at 9705 Carroll Center Road here in San Diego. Her vibrant paintings breathe such fresh color into traditional western landscapes and take me right back into those beautiful desert areas. And each painting represents her unique view of the natural world. This collection will feature pieces inspired by Hansen's travels through the national parks and monuments of utah and arizona nevada and colorado so don't miss it they'll have live music and wine tasting join us at the aaron hansen gallery for the red rock show next saturday june 16th from 5 to 9 p.m or visit aaron's page at aaronhansen.com that's aaronhansen.com Did you know that one in six children in San Diego face hunger? Throughout the school year, these children depend on free and reduced-price school meals so they can learn and grow. When summer comes, thousands of children will lose a vital source of nutrition from these school meal programs. Visit FeedingSanDiego.org right now to learn how you can make a difference. Every dollar you give grows to provide four meals for children in San Diego. Hunger doesn't stop when school does. Help make a difference this summer at FeedingSanDiego.org. That's FeedingSanDiego.org. AM
0: 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
3: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in on the show. Man, people are just still so warm over uh, this IG report and how it uh, basically did, as I said at the top of the show, it was, you know, carefully crafted, quote, criticisms of, you know, protocols and insubordination, uh, pretending as though it was, it, it was actually doing some type of investigation. And when, what, what it's really doing is covering up uh, the, the cover-up covering up the cover-up of the crimes. It's its exactly what James Comey did in July of 2016 when he came out and listed out all the stuff that Hillary did that was clearly, you know, breaking the law, and then uh, decided to come up with some weaselly way to not ha- actually hold her accountable for it, and it was all meant to uh, somehow keep credibility at the agency instead of putting the focus and the priority on the rule of law. None of this would be happening right now if they'd actually just followed the rule of law, but I could be wrong because I'm not a comma J.D., but my next guest is... She's a friend of mine, legal analyst Wendy Patrick. Hey, Wendy, welcome to the Andrea K. Show for the first time. That's right. Hopefully not the last time. I know. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, your legal perspective on the IG report today.
8: Well, from a legal perspective, it looks like it kind of really toes the line. And one of the things that I think distinguishes this report from what the special counsel is doing is people have to understand this was a watchdog report. In other words, their goal wasn't and their mandate wasn't to figure out if laws had been broken. They were more concerned with procedure. Was this done by the book? Who did what? But even though it's procedural, there still is an element of just a bad taste in the mouths of, of those of us that believe that there should have been far more done in terms of what Hillary Clinton was found to have done. And the review of that was something that a lot of people were believing would have been more forthcoming in terms of there being some sort of a political bias. But of course, that is one of the things that has been touted as not being present, no political bias. But Andrea, was there a personal bias? Mm -hmm. That's another question that's being asked in terms of what Jim Comey's motivations were.
3: Well, and that's interesting you should mention a personal bias, and I think that personal bias could also be political, but not necessarily in terms of a bias that he really wanted Hillary Clinton to win over Trump, although uh, my previous caller said that he – clearly admitted that in a town hall meeting but I think that he was somebody as he describes having tears in his eyes, a feeling so overwhelmed in terms of how he this task that he was faced with, he clearly allowed her name and who she was and the fact that she was what many people thought was the next president allowed that to overwhelm him instead of just following protocol following the rule of law and investigating a crime as, as if it was anybody else in the world and because. And because he allowed her name and who she was to intimidate him so much, it proves he had no business. It proves, first of all, Trump had every right to and should have fired him. In fact, Trump should have fired him day one. It also proves he had never had any business in being the FBI director in the first place because the rule of law is supposed to be blind, isn't it?
8: That's right. And that's why the I word is being attributed to him. No, not impeachment, insubordination. That was one of the very first findings and one of the things that people have been talking about, that he concealed what he was about to do from Loretta Lynch, from Sally Yates. And that is something that he tried to explain. And actually, you know, he's a very well-spoken guy. He actually gave a rationale. You know, most people don't agree with it. But he explained why he did what he did, two false choices, two bad choices, I guess, as he explained it. And you're right. I still remember the emotion that accompanied the rationale. He even members that he felt a little bit nauseous thinking about it. But one of the other things that no doubt colored his decision, and he even admitted as such, is you can't say that this didn't have any sort of political thought attached to it. And that brings up the second big criticism of the IG's report. Its conclusions were that there was no motivation by political bias. But its factual conclusions could arguably belie that more general conclusion. Remember, they said for Peter Strzok, they couldn't really say that he wasn't influenced we lawyers love those double, triple negatives, <laughs> yeah. but those types of, of there it's almost an inconsistency when you can say, well, factually, we can't say these people weren't compromised, mm-hmm. but generally, we can't say we found political bias. Andrea, that is one of the toughest things that a watchdog group is faced with, is they almost have to toe the line in a fashion that is dissatisfactory to both sides. And clearly, as we've been hearing all afternoon, this uh, this Watchdog report was no exception to that rule.
3: Right, and that's why I wish that there had been an actual prosecutor who was who was it, uh, overviewing the actual investigation from a prosecutor prosecutorial mindset, because that's really what needed to happen here. Because when I'm reading passages from the IG report that he um, decided that 350,000 emails going back to 2007 that covered Hillary Clinton's entire time at the State Department were on Anthony Weiner's laptop, and he decided, and I quote, um, that he didn't think it was significant. That's somebody in my mind who has no business investigating anything related to a crime. Uh, Reading further, um, uh, there's other passages in there about how he didn't, and seek to obtain uh, every device. Um, there were limitations that uh, were put on the investigative scope. Well, who put those limitations on there? I want to know why. Why was there any limitation placed on that? Uh, that witnesses didn't have to testify, testify before the grand jury. Well, we are seeing Manafort, Flynn. What's happening to them is not, not the same way that the investigation happened for Hillary Clinton. Um, there was You're asking that. all the
8: right questions. You are asking all the right questions. And part of the, the difficulty and the challenge of, of issuing an IG report is both sides have been anticipating this. They've been talking about it. They've almost been, you know, hopefully hoping, hoping there were more leaks than there were. Thankfully, there weren't. But both sides expected to have more more evidence, more to show for it, more to celebrate. Than they did, so it was as anticlimactic as one of those great movie previews that ends up being a bust at the box office. <laughs> that is what happened today. All five hundred and sixty-eight pages, and I've been hearing people claiming they read it all. Okay, I'm those shy. are speed readers in uh-huh. my book. I'm gonna, you know, you and I will be reading it tonight <laughs> over a glass of wine, no doubt. But this is, you know, it it was just it didn't have in it the meat that uh, that both sides expected it to. And but if you look at IG reports from the past, they're all more watchdog oriented. Rather than second-guessing oriented that's what we would have liked to have seen so you know it it was well written it was long but you're right in that it didn't deliver the punch that many people were hoping it would really that Comey could have done much more but I'll tell you what Andrea what you're citing already and and the email from Peter Strzok that we all talked about today that no Mm -hmm. we're not gonna let him get into office people are wondering why we didn't have that one Back when we had the rest of the email chain that was all over the news, back when we found out about these two FBI lovers, That's so a... at the very least there is something to work with. I guess a little bit for both sides.
3: Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that involved Rosenstein, and if you remember, it was Rosenstein who stonewalled and didn't allow the Comey memos. Comey, right. Comey supposedly leaks. Comey is so concerned over obstruction of justice that he just really wants to get a special special prosecutor assigned. So he leaks these memos, these memorandums that are supposedly going to prove that there's obstruction of justice. He leaks those. They're classified, leaks them to the media. It was Rosenstein who stonewalled the release of those memos. And why? Because if you see the memos, there was nothing in there but Trump saying, hey, please investigate everybody on my team. So there was never right. any basis for the, for the Mueller investigation, which also brings my, my question about Rosenstein. How was it that Rosenstein, the dude who did everything I just described, stonewalled on the release of memos, stonewalled on the release of, of the text messages on Struck and Page? He's also the same dude who signed one of the FISA warrants that used um, unverified lies in a dossier that was paid for by Hillary Clinton that was then used to go and lie to a FISA court for illegal spying on Americans. How was it that he was the one that went and briefed President Trump on this today?
8: Andrew, you got to run for office. You—that <laughs> is—that is really great commentary on, on all of the above. You know, one of the things that um, that people keep saying is why hasn't he been fired yet? Now, the president would probably push back and say, "I can't just go down the roster and fire everybody." But what part of what you've been describing brings up the R word? I'm all about initials today, and that is recusal. <laughs> recusal should be used obviously it's a last resort, but it's also used when you know you can't be objective. So what you've talked about with both Comey and Rosenstein, that's sort of a theme that runs through some of this commentary is, where you are allowing your personal biases to in, really to inform your political and your professional decisions. That's why we have recusal. Now, I know nobody wants to do it after Jeff Sessions still still is suffering from having done it. But when you hear your Comey making statements about, you know, thinking about how it's going to look when he knows he shouldn't, that's the definition of why we have these recusal laws. And so too with some of Rosenstein. I mean, the conflict that he has felt and he continues to feel because he's kind of caught in the middle of this. These are some of the things that I'm willing to bet we're going to be talking about more and more. And when we delegate investigatory power to somebody, that should be the very first question they ask themselves. Am I in a position politically and personally where the right thing to do, as much as I might like to to handle this investigation, would be to step back and say, no, I have a personal yeah. investment. And I wouldn't be surprised, Andrea, if we see that happening more in the future, because that might obviate some of the issues that you and I are talking about tonight. And you know Americans are talking about around their kitchen right. tables, because this was something, you know, yeah. again, something for both sides, but right. shouldn't have happened the way it did. And um, a
3: couple a couple legal questions for you in terms of a prosecution standpoint, and there's just not enough time to get into all the weeds of, of Hillary Clinton and potential crimes that she committed. Um, but there was a couple of obvious crimes that were left out of this uh, report today, and which should have been a part and aspect of protocol. Because um, if a prosecutor subpoenas somebody, and the person who's under subpoena destroys those documents that they've got in their possession, and they uh, destroy those, aren't aren't they typically then indicted or charged with some yeah, kind of crime? You, know,
8: you, you can't destroy evidence. You can't hide evidence. You can't even allow evidence to what we call Boil. In other words, you've got to preserve, mm-hmm. uh, you have a legal obligation to preserve evidence. What's frustrating about the destruction of evidence allegations in this case is they're out there and we haven't heard, at least not to our satisfaction, why that wasn't pursued. I mean, obviously we heard a little bit about it, but not as much as would satisfy us mm-hmm. that that shouldn't have been something. And it doesn't even matter if there was no a prosecution at the end of the line. Right. If you are subpoenaed to preserve documents, you have to do that. Sometimes we call them preservation letters. Right. So I wish I had a better answer for you. Yeah. I share your frustration, and it's also no doubt shared by your listeners as well. We yeah. wish we had more answers as to why was it more done.
3: Right. And another question uh, that we don't have time to really get into too much on it, but one of the things that made my blood boil was, and and um, was, I saw a former independent counsel today ref- mentioned the part of the IG report that says that the uh, reason why they didn't, Comey initially says, well, nobody would prosecute because there wasn't intent, even though intent really wasn't a a part of the statute. But, you know, this whole thing about intent comes up today. And I see what, what made me angry was... I see this independent counsel today who says that he didn't think Hillary Clinton should be prosecuted because he just really doesn't like the idea of people being prosecuted without there being intent. And I thought, wait a second, take Hillary out of this for a second. How many Americans last night I did a story on an FBI agent himself who got charged (laughs) with second degree assault because he did a dance move and accidentally shot somebody? I mean, there are. Do we not have people to get charged with crimes, even though they didn't intend to do something wrong?
8: If it it rises to the level of criminal negligence or recklessness, there are many crimes that require different levels of what we call mens rea, the highest, of course, is specific intent. But you're right, things like negligently discharging a gun, driving recklessly, there are lots of different kinds of intent. So in this case, that has been an issue all along, is we know some of the things that Hillary did, but was her intent to to obstruct justice, to hide emails, or was she just sloppy, as remember when Comey came out with his pronouncement that he wasn't going to be bringing charges. The scathing comments he made about Hillary's email practices, they talked about the level that was there. But let me give you a little bit of insight, Andrea. We've only got
3: a couple minutes left.
8: Just real quick, 10 seconds. It's harder, it's easier said than done to prove intent. In fact, if you want, I'll just leave it there, because that pretty much explains any level you're going for. It's Mm -hmm. easier said than done to get into somebody's head, prove why they did what they did.
3: Well, in other cases involving the Espionage Act, like like, uh, Christian Saucier, who spent a a year in jail for six photos on his phone, he didn't have any intent. Uh, We've, you know, its intent is not, according to legal experts, like former Attorney General, I think it was Mukasey, uh, said that... That um, you know clearly intent is not a factor, and that that was some legal trick called paralleling. Act as though they're innocent of something that's not really part of the statute, and then if they're innocent of that, then they you know say that they they can't be charged with anything. Um, so you know I was just disappointed that when you when this IG report lays out all the different things that uh, Comey failed to do as part of a proper investigation, to me the natural step then should be okay. This wasn't done. Now we need somebody to do it.
8: Yeah, I mean it was definitely a black eye on the FBI. Um, although there, are, you know, the vast majority of people that work there are wonderful. They're ethical. They care about us. They're there to protect us. You're going to have a couple bad apples in every every uh, you know every agency. But yes, a lot of people were hoping that there would be a okay. Now go back and fix it. But remember that investigation is already closed. We haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if we haven't seen the end of it either. And it didn't help that Comey was also using a personal email address. Mm-hmm. But there are. Vast Vast differences, Andrea, between the kinds of information, at least this is the argument, the kinds of information and the kinds of emails that were being sent. That's probably a story for another day, but I do share your frustration and that we would have liked to have seen more.
3: Yes. Well, you know, um, one of the things that I share with you is a love of the law and the justice system. I think we have the greatest right. justice system in the world. <laughs> and um, I, I even love uh, defenders and defense attorneys and public defenders because it's a firewall against an overreaching government. And when we've got uh, a, rule of lo- a rule of law out of whack because we've got a weaponized agency or one that's uh, politicizing things, that's not good. Hey, love you all. Thank you, Wendy Patrick. Thank you, Larry Elder, Gerard Lamero. I'll be right back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Love you all. Have a great night everybody
0: the Andrea K show is sponsored by Andrea K